0: You don't know my
1: night and we got a whole bunch of stuff going on. We got the Philadelphia Phillies going on during this podcast. We may be doing a little bit of scoreboard watching, so we're going to give it over to Andrew just in case something big happens, another Bryce Harper stare down or something like that. But guys, I want to introduce our guests for today. Uh, If you're a Philly sports fan, then you definitely know who our guest is. You've seen his content, you've shared his tweets you tailgate him with him before in the cleanest Mitchell and Ness gear you'll ever see. I want everyone to give it up for our friend Iraq
0: Yo, hey, hey, hey. Thank you guys so much for having me. Birds are undefeated. They're going to remain undefeated after this weekend. And the fills are on right now. I think we're all doing it. Does everybody got it in the background? Can we just get that out of the way? Does everybody got it on in the background? We got a little bit of yeah, background. We actually yeah.
1: we actually made a joke in our group chat today that you're going to lay down some like really heavy news for us about something that's happened in your personal. and Then we're going to see Andrew in the back go, oh, yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> Look,
1: I
3: guys, I,
2: my dog just died. Yeah, yeah.
1: grit <laughs> <Lamb!
2: laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I feel, I feel like I had the I, I love the bit I love the powder blues and Alex. I think you posted earlier today. We were trying to see. What people like more out of the powder blues or the Kelly green? I gotta say, I, uh, I'm i sorry, but I do love there's something about the maroon and powder blue that's just uh. so chef's kiss. But what what was the outcome of that poll from earlier?
1: Well, I want to hear what E has to say first. So, what do you think is the most popular voted on by winging it followers, which is a pretty <laughs> dedicated sample group size?
0: <laughs> if I was the guess, I would guess the red and white pinstripe uniform of current. If you're asking me and my heart, it's the powder blues and and, and, the, and the maroon. I love those uniforms. They're absolutely so clean. One of so the best you, classic looks in the MLB. So
1: if you had to pick between Eagles Kelly Green or Philly's powder blue, what are you picking?
0: Oh, Kelly Green all day. Yeah, hey, there, was, was, no
1: day. <laughs> there yeah. was no hesitation. There was no hesitation. Yeah. And, and the audience was right there with you, Iraq. It was 79% when with the Kelly Green. Ooh. Andrew, Andrew felt that it was gonna be a little bit closer, but but no wow. chance whatsoever. What an exciting time. The Kelly Green's finally in here. Man, I see you in all of your videos dressed out in like the freshest Mitchell and Ness gear. Tell us a little <laughs> about that like partnership. Do you just like do you just get your paycheck and go right to the store? Uh how do you like how do you how do you how do you fill your wardrobe with so much Kelly Green?
0: Well, first of all, that quest was just to keep up with Mr. Gail Saunders. I don't know if you know Gail from 4th of John. I used to yeah. be on that show. My man dresses fresh to death. So <laughs> trying to keep up with him was just a struggle, just a straight-up struggle. And then I got friendly with uh, my man Josh, who's the store manager over there at the flagship store. You know, we do some content together. Uh, you know, I get some discounts. I don't know how going to get into it. I get, <laughs> I get some discounts. And, um, all yeah, about I, the perks. Yeah, I absolutely love rocking the Kelly green. I, I, I prefer wearing it. I don't prefer – I know there's been an argument back and forth amongst the fan base of whether it would be a good idea for them to go to it on a permanent basis.
3: Mm. I don't
0: feel that way. I don't okay. feel that way. It, 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 it's, it's the midnight green. That's the Eagles green. That is what it is. That's what we want our Super Bowl on. Mm. But just it makes my heart so happy that the Kelly green is coming back. And uh, they get to the rock it. And for the time that I was working with the Eagles, I mean, this got brought up to Jeffrey Lurie by the marketing team every single year. Every single year. Like, this isn't a new idea. They're like, you know what we should do? You know what great, guys? You know what we can make a lot of money on? What if we brought back? No, they've known about this for years, and it's always gotten shut down. I've been told straight up, this shit never going to happen. Mm. It's never going to happen. Uh, just deal with it. Um, so...
2: I'm. I'm. I got to be honest. I was. Uh, I was helping with like a, an NFL Play 60 event, and I got to chat with Landon Dickerson for just like two minutes. And he, nice. he broke. You know, he he shared. He said that you know Jeffrey Lurie like really identifies with the Midnight Green. Like that was kind of when he yes. took over the team. So yes. I think that there's been a little bit of hesitation to do the Keller Green because it's like no, that's that's the old us. This is the new us. So
0: and, and, I, I and when he, when he bought the team in 1995, I mean that was. If you think about, like, let's look at owners, or let's not, but let's think about owners (laughs) across the NFL. Like, we are so absolutely fortunate to have an owner like Jeffrey Lurie. He bought the team. He turned it. I mean, Norman Brayman had it before. I mean, he was terrible. So one of the first things on the docket was, I'm going to take this team and I'm going to make it mine, which was switching the logo, switching the colors, and that was his. And from then on in, he just he, he built the NovaCare complex. He built that stadium. He all Eagles Autism Foundation, all the Eagles Youth Partnership Outreach. We are so fortunate to have an owner like Jeffrey Lurie to not only do great things with the team, but do great things in the community. And then just mm-hmm. the ultimate mwah, mwah, was, was, yeah, we're going to fight the NFL and get this secondary helmet so we can bring back. This was two years in the, in the, in the works. Two years in the works, and uh, they finally got
3: it done.
2: I know Ali's not too happy about it. Well, it's not that you're not happy about it. You're just not excited about it, Ali. Is that right? Is,
3: is that right? Listen, yeah. listen, I I have come to. A pre- it's like, you know, it's like if you have an ugly kid, right? You know, it, it's your kid at the end yeah. of the day. You got to love it, you know, because <laughs> it's your kid. So I've. Uh, the then Kelly you put Green a Kelly Green,
2: Green jersey, jersey on them and they make them more attractive. I understand. I yeah,
3: yeah I get person. it. Yeah. Listen, and I've long I've long maintained that I would never wear another man's name on my back, and it wasn't until Alex and I were at the Vikings game, and I saw DeAndre Swift run on that long run, and then he scored the touchdown right before he scored. I looked at Alex. I said, Alex, I've had this belief that I would never wear another man's name on my back, but if DeAndre Swift scores here, I'm getting a DeAndre Swift jersey. And sure enough, that night, after I got back to my mom's place, because I was visiting, because for everyone who doesn't know, I'm from Minnesota, uh, or I live in Minnesota, originally from Philly. Um, I ordered a DeAndre Swift Kelly green jersey, because mm. I got to love all of my kids, regardless of how ugly they are. Well, well welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the <laughs> <Christmas> table. <laughs> <laughs> so good
1: to have you, Ali. So, Iraq, I know that you do a lot with um, Philly sports trips. Um, that's a really cool little venture you guys got going on there. The tailgates look absolutely wild. And, you know, maybe to our listeners, talk a little bit about that. Um, just talking about like the in-person experience, seeing what you guys did down at Tampa. It was, it was a freaking home game, man. Tell us a little about, about some of these, these trips and what you guys include in some of those packages.
0: Well, uh, Vince, the, the man who, uh, Vince Rizzuto, the man who founded this company, um, reached out to me. And they were very small. They, You know, th- there was Green Legion out there. There's fans of Philly out there. They're well-known. Those were the two big players in it. And he reached out to me. He said, listen, man, I- I'm trying to do this, but I'm-, I'm- but I'm trying to do it very fan-oriented. And I'm trying to bring the authentic Philly fan experience to each city that we go to, not only for the people that we're traveling with, but the P- the-, the the fans that are there. So Eagles nation is so passionate and so spread out. It's one of the most ravenous, craziest fan, base. that's why you see all these stadium takeovers. So their business model was really not only traveling with people from Philadelphia to the other cities, but also giving a home to those displaced fans that maybe are looking for a tailgate or or looking for just that, that taste of home. I'm sure you feel that way in Minnesota sometimes, right? You, You miss a little bit of home and, um, It was a family guy like me and and, you know, I I I, I was a little hesitant at first, but the more he kept talking, the more I realized like his and I ideals as far as, you know, throwing a party and representing the fan base aligned completely. We've become tremendous friends and when we go out there we authentically try to, you know, pick any parking lot, F lot, G lot, P lot, M and N lot, and just crane game at tailgate and pick it up and put it, <laughs> drop it wherever we are and just invite all these fans. And it has resonated so much with the Eagles fans across the country. We want them to, when Philly sports trips comes to your town, when the birds come to your town, we want you to be with us because we're going to give you E Rock DJ. We're going to give you the Phillies. We're going to give you uh, uh, Eagles, former Eagles players and, and and really try. We have Vince Papali. We, had David Acres down in Tampa, so we're really trying to act as a conduit to bring you closer to the game and close as close to the team as we're fortunate enough to be here in Philadelphia.
2: That's incredible. So, I've, I've, yeah, go ahead.
3: No, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna ask if uh, if you guys plan on being there uh, when we're in Dallas um, in December.
0: So, I had a rule too, Mister Ali. I had a rule too. That I've recently broken, and my rule was that I would never, ever, ever Jerry Jones like a dime. I'm not giving that scumbag a dime. They'll never. I don't care if the Eagles, <laughs> I don't care if the NFC Championships game game is there, and I have the opportunity to watch the Eagles go to the Super Bowl on, on on in Dallas. I'm not I'm not giving it. My father's retiring. He's a retired New Jersey State Trooper, helicopter pilot. He was lead pilot for Merck. I'm sure i shouldn't be saying this out loud, but uh, Airbus has a um, has a box there, and so they invited us down. So if it's on somebody else's dime, go. I mean I'll I mean I'll go.
1: All about the loopholes, all about the discounts and loopholes.
3: Yeah, yeah, man,
0: you got you got you know one hand, one, one hand washes the other. Yeah, so. We I, I will be down there with Philly Sports Trips. I won't be DJing cuz I got to take care of mom and dad. Um uh, but I'll be down there at the tailgate saying hello to everybody, uh, chopping it up with all the Eagles fans getting rowdy before. We go into uh the Hell Hole, AT&T Stadium.
3: You know, the perfect I, nickname. I I almost feel like you're uh you're making us jealous. So, you know what? I think uh I think we should make a we should make a trip down there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good thing we've already been be talking great. about it. Good thing we've already been talking <laughs> about it for a week, so we needed this kick in our butt. We'll we'll definitely be down there, getting rowdy with you guys, having some fun. Awesome. Uh, we we're, we're certainly coming down uh, for for uh, Dallas week, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I do know that you're also a season ticket holder at the Link. Has this been yeah. a lifelong thing? Did you actually grow up a Dallas fan and convert? Like, give us the give us the history yeah. Yeah. of Erocks and how you're connected to the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Uh, so I, I, I live in sort of Northern New Jersey, uh, which makes people go, well, why, why aren't you a Giants fan? Why aren't you a Jets fan? And my grandparents grew up in Trenton, um, viewing right around you. Um, so, I mean, they, they grew up there at a time when they could kind of like on a Sunday morning roll over and say, Hey, you want to hit the game today? And drive down to Franklin field and pay their 50 cents or whatever the hell it was. Back then, to, to, to go get a ticket for the game. Yeah, things were much simpler back then yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and cheaper. And uh, so he brainwashed, you know, my 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 mother, uh, who in turn brainwashed her four boys. And so, you know, some of my earliest memories with my parents and my grandparents and my uncle are you know, going down to the veteran state, going down to veteran Stadium, and 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 going to the games, and half the time watching what's happening on the field because we were in the six hundred level, and then half the time turning around and looking at the fist fights that are happening in the seven hundred level. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, we have we have four tickets in 225, two two five, two and two two six, and then uh, you know, my pre- old producer from the Eagles sells me like the bulk of his season down to one fifteen. So uh, it, it, that, that's a little social media cue. So if you see me on Instagram and I'm upper level, I'm in my seats. If I'm lower level, I'm, I'm in uh, the Eagle section.
2: <laughs> I feel like brainwash is a bit of a harsh term to say that no, you were, no, you were brainwashed it, to be turned in the Eagle. No,
0: yeah. no, no, no. I, I do the same thing to my kids.
2: No, but to there my, should be a, a more positive connotation. Like brainwash is a bad thing. What you're doing is you're, you're showing your kids the light. I need a better word than brainwash. You're, you're, you're just, you're, you've been taught well, and you're leading your kids in the right direction. So to me, that's not brainwashing. That is just
3: good parenting. That's, just, that's good it, parenting, it, it, exactly. It, it, this, it just reminds me of that meme where, uh, from Interstellar where Matthew McConaughey is like in the bookcase, and he's like, no, 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 and it's like me watching my younger self pick the t- NFL team that I'm going to root for for the rest of my life. But hey, we don't have that problem. <laughs>
2: Ali, I'm not even kidding. Less than a week ago, I watched that movie for the first time and we didn't talk about that. So it's really bizarre that you just brought that movie up out of the blue. So I'm very familiar with the scene that you're talking about. Freaking crushed me anyway. um, E-Rock, I'm super interested to know uh, just kind of, you know, obviously you're going to games at Veteran Stadium. Social media is not not even a blip on the radar. Um, when did, you know, just creating content and starting to gain a following, when did that all start to, you know, come to be?
0: So I, I, have had the, uh, enormous benefit of, of excellent timing. Um, when I moved to Philadelphia in 2007 and it was a time in my life where I was, I just moved to a city, you know, moved to the city, uh, and, and just decided, okay, I'm going to. You know, figure figure out Philly and, and, uh, you know, try to find my I was in my 20s, uh, try to try to discover myself a little bit, um, try to discover a new place a little bit, make new friends. And um, one of the things YouTube was just popping off at the time and uh, I was kind of by myself. I was kind of kind of alone. And so I decided, well, the one thing I love to do is talk about the Eagles. And I don't have anybody to really talk to right now because I don't really know anybody in the city. So uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to grab that camera <laughs> and I'm going to buy a laptop and I'm going to buy some video editing software because once I get an idea in my head, it just doesn't mm. go away until it's expelled. And 90% of my ideas are absolute garbage or, or trash. This is the one that actually stuck. Um, so I, I made a YouTube channel. And back then it was, I don't know, maybe me and five other guys talking about Eagles football. Um and so I hopped on right then and, and, and kind of grew my voice. And, you know, that's the thing about podcasting or digital content. And anytime you put yourself in front of a microphone, put yourself in front of a camera, you're terrible at it at first. And then you just mm-hmm. keep trucking along and you just keep hammering away and hammering away and hammering away and getting better and uh, taking no shortcuts. And um, so the YouTube thing happened two years later. I was picked up by the Eagles as an on-air talent. Did that for the last three years of Andy chip kelly f that all up uh and what so didn't I, he f up that f- yeah well that, that that's that's garbage. one of the he traded LeSean, Mm-hmm. he, he, he cut d and then mm-hmm. uh he, he got rid of eroc which which thank you chip <laughs> kelly jerk off and i didn't even um, know about that part so now i hate no, him no, exponentially no, yeah, 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 more yeah, yeah, yeah no no, that was part of it because because what ended up happening was their their media department, the Eagles media department was huge. I mean, they were on two different TV stations. It was Eagles Television Network, Training Camp Live. Do you remember Training Camp Live? I mean, they used to broadcast all throughout training. So there was such a such a like you could fit a lot of people in a lot of places. Then Chip Kelly came in, and and everything was secretive. Everything was can't show anything. You can't. No, we're not doing TV anymore. No, 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 no. Because then you're going to want to show plays. And I don't want to show my plays. I just want to run them really fast and, and think that that's going to revolutionize the game. So that, <laughs> that was kind of the end of me uh, over there. Although I still have some wonderful connections over there. And then I just jumped on Twitter right when Twitter was popping off. I jumped on Instagram right when Instagram was. And so a lot of this, there's better YouTubers, better podcasters. There's better digital content creators. Uh, I just happened to jump on all those trains like early on and and just kind of establish a name there. So I'm, I'm very fortunate with excellent, excellent timing.
2: I mean, I think it takes a little bit more than timing. You have to be likable. You know, people have to want to continue to watch and not get tired of you. So again, you know, using words like
0: I do all right.
3: (laughs) Well, Iraq, uh, if you'll indulge me, um, I, I want to ask you to take a trip down memory lane from when you first started, and and start talking about Eagles football because we got a game this weekend, and I'd love to get your thoughts on our matchup with the Jets, going up in into that god uh, awful stadium. good God. Stadium. worst stadium uh, I've
1: ever been in my life.
3: What are your you What are your j- It's just I hate it's the field. I hate the artificial just, turf. It's just it, it just gray. like. No, no. He,
1: he, here's my beef with MetLife, rock I walk up to the stadium. I walk in and there's a sign here. It says New York's famous cheesesteaks. I almost turned around and walked out. That is not a claim to fame for New York. That is nothing. So already there, my first 30 seconds into the stadium was bad. Yeah. It's just, it's just gray. It's just concrete. It's cold. It's damp. It's 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 awful. Maybe I'm spoiled because I sit in the club level and the Eagles, but man, there is nothing that is that is appealing about MetLife Stadium.
2: And you have the turf yeah. the
1: turf the turf hurts people. It's already a liability yeah. for our team to go there. Yeah. And they share it with two teams from New York that play in New Jersey. It just none of it makes sense to me, Iraq.
2: Poor Alex well, amongst the peasants who must sit in a gray, <laughs> in an old thing. gray winter yeah, stadium. Where,
0: where, where's my wine? Can somebody get me? <laughs> yes. I do oh, a waiter no. here. Yeah, he, yeah, rub no, my feet, it.
2: please. A foot rub.
0: Listen, MetLife Stadium, I visit a lot of stadiums. I've been fortunate to, to visit quite a few stadiums. and I, I, Albeit, MetLife Stadium from the outside looks like a giant air conditioning area. I don't know what the, what, what, what the, uh, it looks like a car radiator. It does. It, it's terrible. Whatever the, whoever the designer was of that, like what in the entire hell were you? Why? Why?
3: Actually, and I'm, I'm said, Googling it right now. I'm Googling it. It looks like his inspiration was a car radiator. Yeah. So you're right.
0: Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know how you sit around the boardroom and like they pitch you ideas because you're in sales. You know how it is. They pitch you ideas and you go, yeah, that's the one. So from the outside, the stadium is absolutely terrible. I gotta admit, from the inside, I I, I kind of like it. It's very it's very vertical. It's very coliseum esque. So the, the upper levels are stacked right on top of the video boards are awesome. The turf sucks. I get it. Um, I don't mind MetLife at all. I mm. will tell you what, I do mind. I do mind going to Jets games because I <laughs> I live I live closer to MetLife Stadium than I do Lincoln Financial Field. So, anytime the Eagles are playing the Giants, easy peasy, I'm there. Anytime the Eagles are playing the Jets, right up 78, I'm there. Um, Giants fans, I've never had a problem with Giants fans. I've never had them, I've never gotten into it with Giants fans. Jets fans, without fail, every time I go to an Eagles Jets game at my life stadium, I almost get in a fist fight. And I guarantee you, I'm almost going to get in a fist fight this Sunday. It's just there. makes no the, sense. They're the worst because they're just angry and ornery and, yeah. and just pissy and just. Why would you want to go to a Jets game? They're, they're, they're almost, almost mad at the fact that they're even there watching this bullshit team. And they were all celebrating Aaron Rodgers. And listen, I feel kind of bad for them. Like, listen, they deserve something. That's the most Jets thing that ever happened. They threw the last four yeah, snaps and goes yeah. down. Uh, they never beat the Eagles in the history of their franchise before. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna certainly not gonna do it Sunday. This is gonna be one of those walk in the park, might leave midway through the fourth to beat traffic sort of game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're just like maybe they're bitter because we just have such a, a more beautiful shade of green than than they've ever been able to you know to show. It just doesn't make any sense that you would you would go you know, to a Giants game, a division rival, and yeah. and everything's fine. But then you yeah. go against a random team against like the Jets that literally are what? Rich tight. Is that all that we have in common? I'm not like, what is what? What's the issue with Philly and, and the Jets? It's
0: kind of. But weird. even the, even the ticket people, like I like scanning the ticket or talking to people that work at MetLife Stadium, like I've I've said this to them, like why is this? And they just go, ah, the freaking Jets fan Like they, even they know there's a difference between Giants and Jets fans, and they can't stand <laughs> the Jets. So even the people that work there hate working Jets games because they're just terrible people.
2: Yeah, It makes sense. When the Eagles were starred for a championship, we were pretty pissy to be around, too. So I guess there's some kind of parallel there.
1: And what was Robert Salas saying this week during his presser, talking about already complaining about the tush push and says that we're going to have to accept it. And instead of hurting them or tackling them, we're going to have to give them 11 kisses what what is all that about? They're they're just a grumpy, disgruntled <laughs> fan base. I just no, I that, can't stand that, it.
0: That's their way of saying discreetly that we plan on tagging your quarterback, so they don't run it. That's what they're saying. We plan on we plan if we can take a lick or a shot on the Jalen Hurts, we're gonna we're gonna do it. There's,
1: I'm afraid it's, it's gonna happen. I'm afraid it's gonna happen this season.
3: Yeah, I mean they already took a took a, a shot at him in the preseason last year, right? There's that uh that clip of oh, the uh, Sirianni yelling across the field saying what the f so oh yeah
0: yeah yeah man, know it's like a yeah. late
3: hit out of bounds right yeah
0: yeah yeah it, it, now that you say that that eventually a team is going to get frustrated enough by getting their ass kicked that they're going to go for it and they're somebody somebody's going to take a cheap shot um, I just think there's a there's a lot more to the tush push right now than or brotherly shove whatever you want to call it that. Even Sirianni, they lined up – this this week, they lined up, and the and the Rams called a timeout, and then they lined up for the push differently. And, you know, somebody asked him about that. Like, you 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 had a different personnel in there for that original before they called timeout, and Sirianni went like this. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I think you're going to see – I mean, a couple times, I think you're going to see Jalen back off and throw a pass. I think you're going to see him pitch it somewhere else. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually you might not see somebody else under center. Just confuse the shit. They're gonna. They're gonna. Eventually, this this brotherly shove thing. Like teams are going to get so angry at it that they're going to have to alter it in some sort of way just to keep the defense honest. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, that does make sense. What's your uh, What's your score prediction for this game? A
0: lot to a little. Uh, <laughs> Give us a number. Give us a number. <laughs> uh let's go uh 42 to 13
1: cool if you get that right Ooh. i'll send you a mitchell Ness gift card
0: <laughs> thank you i appreciate it now i got it 42 did i ever see that score before i'm not even sure that one makes sense but i don't whatever.
1: know we saw we saw a whole bunch of fives and twos this year too so any score is really possible
0: yeah that's true that's true all right Andrew, Put a 40,
2: oh. i mean putting a 42 on the jets would be that would be something. I think that would that would shut up a lot of people that still don't think that the Eagles are for real. Um, but I, just like Iraq, I mean this this is a win. Um, I think that this is a good game for our secondary, maybe to gain some confidence since we're going against arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL. If I mean maybe other than Bryce Young, Bryce Young looks like crap. Yeah. Um, he does. So what I'm really looking for, I you know the the Jets. They're pretty good against the pass. Uh, actually, they're, they're kind of middle tier against the pass, but they're 29th against the run. So I I know that we had a lot of success through the air last week, but I'd like to see another maybe heavy dose of just feed and swift. Um, so get that run game going again. I see you all nodding. That was really cool. It made me feel really good about what I just said. Um, and then we coordinate Otherwise, just yeah.
3: make you feel better. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it feels like a good get-right game for uh, for the secondary. I I think Zach Wilson's going to be under a lot of duress all game. I don't, I'm not going to go quite as high as 42 points, but I will go with Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles 27. Hmm. Uh, let's go 27 13.
1: 27 13.
2: I think the
1: Jets have a really highly rated pass defense. And I think those pads are uh those stats are padded because Josh Allen pulled a Carson Wentz and had a Carson Wentz like performance and threw what was it like four or five picks or something insane like that. And then they beat up against the 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 Broncos this this last week and Russell Wilson just cannot cook. I think every single significant stat the Jets so some sort of inclination that they might be decent. The only person we need to stop is um, running back was at Brees Hall and then Garrett Wilson. If we can stop those two guys, you put slay on Garrett. Our run defense is going to be fine. I think, and I'm going to say for the first time this season, I haven't said yet, this may be one of those games where the jets don't even score a touchdown. It's going to be like six to 28 Philly. I think it's going to be two field goals. I don't think we're going to give him a chance. It's going to be a big day, and I think we're going to see uh, Marcus Mariota in the fourth quarter. I just I don't think I think it's going to be a lot to a little. Ali, what do you think? It, oh yeah, go ahead, Iraq.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Iraq.
0: Well, I, I I just you know I mentioned it was it was one of those beat traffic games, and I, and I do think you'll see Mariota you know probably make an appearance in the in the fourth quarter. I I do respect the Jets' defense a lot. they got a lot of great talent on that defense. The defensive line is pretty nasty. and We can talk about them all day long, but when you talk about defensive lines, you talk about our defensive line. And I just think, you know, the the Jets' defense might be stingy at first, but they're going to have so much time on the field because that Jets' offense is going to be going three and out, three and out three and out, that defensive. And you know what happens. I mean, we've seen it with our own defense sometimes under, you know, the last couple of years of Doug, right, where it was like the offense was just going three, at, three and out and Fletcher Cox is flipping on the sidelines or in the locker room because he's like, you guys are killing us here. Guessed. You can't be out there. Yeah, look at the time of possession against a good team. Look at the time of possession against the Rams. It, it, that defense was out of gas fourth quarter. There's no way Zach Wilson – Marcy from Married with Children is going to stand back there and get first down after first down. And, you know, it's going to be three and out, three and out. So, again, that Jets defense might be stingy at first. They're going to get real tired real quick, especially if the Eagles decide they want to release the dogs up front and start running the ball and just jamming it down their throat and imposing their will. That's just just a, a will breaker. Our offensive line and defensive lines just break your will before you even have a chance to know what happened to you. Mm. trenches baby yeah. it's all about the trenches
3: no i i agree with everything you guys are saying i think the key to this game i think the key to us winning this game is going to be on our offensive play calling because we do like to get cute sometimes by you know throwing mm. 18 passes in a row and not running the ball when we should andrew I, I appreciate the stat you pulled up we're we're second in rush yards per game the jets are 29th in their rush defense uh we're fourth in our uh yards before contact and rushing, and the Jets are 26th, right? So this is, in my mind, an easy-handed-to-DeAndre Swift game. Um, my score prediction at, at this point in the week, because we do hear of uh, injury reports of Slay uh, being being added to the injury report. I think uh, Job would be, would be uh, the guy who would replace him, but let's not think about, you know, yeah, nightmarish gosh. situations like that. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that the uh the majority of this game the jets will have not scored a point and i think they're going to rally back in the fourth quarter to score two meaningless touchdowns uh my score prediction for this game is 31 eagles jets 14
2: okay
1: yeah i respect it all right guys let's give our swinging it picks for the week and then we will wrap up today's episode andrew explain it to us swing it in. underdog picks for the week
2: All right. Another fun week of swinging for the fences here, everyone. Uh, Right now, by the way, we have runners on the corners. Uh, Bryson Stott is up with two outs. Uh, The game is still 0-0. Anyway, by the time you listen tomorrow, none of this will matter. Um, So how does this game work? Just a quick recap. We're all going to pick our favorite underdog picks of the week. If our pick wins the game, we will receive the number of points uh, that uh, that team is receiving in the spread. So, a quick score recap. I think, Alex, you were the only one to win last week. You took the Jacksonville Jaguars, which they won. And even though it was a home game for the Bills, which is kind of BS, the Jacksonville Jaguars won in their second home. You get five and a half points. So, now Ali is still in the lead with 15. Alex has 14. The audience has eight and a half. So, Iraq, you're going to have to uh, step up here. And I have two. So, um... Right, uh, that number hasn't changed in a while. So, whatever, new week, <laughs> screw it. All right, Iraq So you got a lot of pressure on you right now. I know. Who is your underdog pick of the week?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's going to unfortunately be the Washington Commanders. Uh, the, the uh. Washington Commanders. <laughs> commander, the the, the 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 commanders. What is it? Two points. Two and a half against Yeah, Al- yeah two and a half against Atlanta. I'd probably be picking Washington anyway. Um, so of all the other dogs, I think that are out there, I think your safest bet is, is, is Washington.
3: Yeah.
2: I've taken Washington before and I did not win. So I hope you have better <laughs> luck than I did. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're at home against the Detroit lions. I know a lot of us love the lions, love what we're seeing. Um, but you know what? I'm going to – I think Tampa Bay is coming off of a buy, Some fresh bodies. They're getting three at home. Give me give me the bucks. Give me the bucks plus three. Cool. I am
1: going to go with – man, this team is just falling to pieces. I'm still surprised they're a favored and they're even away. The Minnesota Vikings are just in straight free fall mode. Uh, they are a three-point favorite against who I think is going to win the Chicago Bears who actually put on a pretty impressive performance last week. I think Justin Fields is starting to figure it out. The offense is starting to come down. And lucky for me, I got DJ Moore in fantasy. So it all works out for me. I'm going to be rooting for the Chicago Bears, even though I absolutely hate this Jalen versus Justin Fields freaking drama we had in the offseason, and it just did not really pan out too well for Justin. That <laughs> sucks to suck. Um, but yeah, give me give me the Bears on this one. Ali, take us home and then exit the show.
3: You know this is a this is a tough one. heavy lies the crown. The guy at the top always picks last, and you guys had such such pretty solid underdog picks. Um, you know, just my so you know, Iraq me-
1: Ali Ali picked the Cardinals to beat Dallas, which is why he got so many points. Oh, at so- one point. oh wow! He gets one week. He gets one week where he does something uh, really good, and he's coming in here talking
2: all
0: cocky. Oh, Don't oh, let oh, him fool oh, sh- you. Sh- well, now he sh- just picks
2: sh- the Cardinals every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's awful. Squirrel <laughs> that found the nut. I yeah. was saying heavy is the head that
3: wears the crown. I see what's going on. It is. I see what's going on here. All you right. got me. You got me. You know, this is going to be another week where I pick something that is so out of the blue, out of left field. You wonder if it's even going to happen. This is really try, me trying to, to manifest it happening, but I'm picking the Cleveland Browns over the San Francisco 49ers. They are no Watson.
2: a no
1: Watson. nine
3: and a half point. You know?
2: You didn't know that.
1: I know know you didn't know that. There's no way you knew that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, watch it happen.
0: It's going to happen anyway
3: now. You know, now that you've said it, it's going to happen. They don't have Mr. (laughs) Would you do it for $40? So, uh... Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, put me down for the Cleveland Browns. Even after I know that Watson isn't playing, I'll still take those odds. Um... Iraq, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much for coming on. Um, I've had uh, a ton of fun. Well, th- thank a you guys so fun. much for having me. No, that, so I mean just having... hearing your hearing your story. I, I I can't wait to get to Dallas and hang out with you. At, you know, in in our our natural setting where we are invading another stadium and just giving him hell in the process. Um, no, I'm, I'm really excited for this game to all of our listeners out there. Uh, this is going to be, you know, hopefully we go in, come out of this week at six and zero. um, right, right before the, uh, the, the vaunted Miami dolphins offense next week. So, mm-hmm. um, we are excited, uh, to, uh, to, to have you on Iraq. We're excited to, to go out and beat the New York jets and make it zero and 13 in their lifetime. And we're excited to be undefeated coming out of uh coming out of sunday so well
0: thank you guys that, so much for having me it's been uh it's been awesome thank you
3: and thanks for thanks for joining us um this is ali andrew alex and Iraq episode 62 signing off go birds go birds go birds, go
0: birds.